capturing images of people across China, exploring its ever-changing lifestyles, and feeling the heartbeat of its villages, towns, and cities. This is selfie. This is selfie, giving you real-life stories in China. 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 Hello, and welcome to this edition of Selfie. I'm your host, Tony Reed. What's middle school life like in your country? Here in China, teenage students focus most of their time and energy on passing entrance exams to get into either senior middle schools or colleges. As they prepare for these highly competitive exams, many of them have doubts about what majors they should choose at college and what jobs they should do in the future. It's not easy for them to get the answers to these questions from teachers used to teaching a conventional curriculum. Fortunately, a nonprofit online educational program is stepping in to do what it can to help. I think that tomorrow online courses can help most of my classmates to set their career objectives and find the direction in which we can study and work. You know, one of my classmates was undecided about what job he would like to do. After we took an online course given by a dentist, he told me he decided what he wanted to do in the future. He wanted to be a dentist. In the first part of this edition of Selfie, we'll find out more details. After that, we'll tell you how China is coping with the urban-rural educational gap. Now, let's follow Yang Yong and see how online courses are helping students. This is a question and answer session between a teenage student and an artificial intelligence engineer via a live streaming platform. The engineer advises the middle school student on choosing his major at college if he wants to pursue a career in artificial intelligence. The student Lu Jieran is one of many beneficiaries of an online education. Educational program conducted by a non-government, non-profit organization called Tomorrow. Tomorrow's online courses focus on students aged between 12 and 18. The organization says it aims to build bridges between ordinary people from various walks of life and teenagers who have to navigate complex adult life either at school or at work. 28-year-old Yang Yue, head of the four-member Beijing team of the online education organization, says it carefully selects the speakers. We adopt three criteria to select the speakers. First, they should have the willingness and drive to help middle school students. Second, they should accept or even be passionate about the jobs they do. Third, they should be good at speaking and communication. The speakers of tomorrow's courses include well-known successful people, such as media celebrity Yang Lan, real estate tycoon Wang Shi, and the founder of a major English training company, Yu Minghong. The courses also have hundreds of other ordinary career men and women. Unlike the formal school classes, these online courses see the speakers share their work and life experiences with the students. In four years, the courses have found the jobs teenagers are most curious about are in military service, police, scientists, and medical workers. 
to meet the needs of the students. Yang says her organization has a wide range of ordinary career people, like doctors, pilots, firefighters, and IT workers, giving lectures in the online courses. She says there is one such live streaming course a day on average, and it is also streamed on the websites of Chinese IT giants Sina and Tencent. On the other end of the courses, Yang says they usually choose schools in underdeveloped regions, such as Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region in North China and Yunnan Province in the southwest. All it needs is a computer, a broadband service, or stable 4G telecommunications, a projector, and an on-the-spot teacher to coordinate the process. Yang says most schools can meet these requirements. Statistics from the Ministry of Education show that almost all schools across China are connected to the internet and have access to computers. Once a school is included in tomorrow's online educational program, its students can sit in the classroom, watching the mostly free courses twice a month on average. Yang says her organization makes sure it has long-term cooperation with the schools, which means a student can take the courses for the whole period of their middle school days. She says a kind of software called Class In provides key technical support to make the courses possible. Once a teacher downloads the classing software, we test the live streaming system with the teacher. When the speakers and students can see and hear each other in our test, this school is ready to take the courses. Yang says at least a hundred students can take each course at the same time. Often, hundreds of students from different schools take a major course given by a well-known person, such as English training businessman Yu Minghong. The courses have also provided a platform for students from different regions to exchange with one another. A large-scale course can involve about a thousand students. As an online education service provider, we aim to take our service to as many students as possible. At the same time, the students, say one from Hunan Province and another from Yunnan Province, can exchange with one another. This is very meaningful. As to the effect of the courses, Yang cites a lecture given by an artificial intelligence engineer. One of the students was very interested in the topic. Later, we learned from his teacher that he had made great progress at school after he done the course. So I think our courses do have an impact on the students. The student is Lu Jieran from the second middle school affiliated with Inner Mongolia Normal University. Now in the final year of his secondary education, Lu took an online course in April 2019, given by Huang Fei, an artificial intelligence researcher and engineer working at the e-commerce giant Alibaba Group. The 18-year-old says the topic of the course was just what he's interested in. The content focused on two aspects. One was about the current state of artificial intelligence research and its prospects. The other concerned what kind of knowledge we should master and what college majors we should take if we want to get involved in this field in the future. 
Fascinated by artificial intelligence, Lu asked Wang about what kind of subjects he should take at college. Huang Fei told us it's better to major in computer science while taking mathematics as a second major. He said this kind of learning structure at college is conducive to future research and career development. This course and his answer to my question really helped me. Lu says he and his fellow students take this kind of course at least once a week. He says most of his classmates welcome the courses. I think the tomorrow online courses can help most of my classmates to set their career objectives and find the direction in which we can study and work. You know, one of my classmates was undecided about what job he would like to do. After we took an online course given by a dentist, he told me he decided what he wanted to do in the future. He wanted to be a dentist. So far, the courses have reached more than 500 schools across China, according to Tomorrow. Some 200,000 students have taken part in its four-year operation. Now let's take a short break. Then we'll take a look at how one group of young college graduates have devoted themselves to the education of children in underdeveloped regions. Stay tuned. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. From Beijing. Roundtable. 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 Connecting China and the world. We bring you fun and timely discussions about what's affecting our lives everywhere, every day. Tune in to Roundtable, where the East meets the West, and understanding is the goal. ChinaPlus.cri.cn is your home for everything you want to know about China. The latest news in China and everything China-related from around the world. Everything in focus, all in one place, bringing you vital information for your business and travel. Chinese culture, language learning, and more. ChinaPlus.cri.cn. ChinaPlus.cri.cn. Your portal into today's Middle Kingdom. Studio Plus, a feast of news, culture, and views. All right, let's go. Tune in to meet some fascinating people, share their stories. China is one of the great creative countries. Old Beijing style, exclusively Chinese musicals. Studio Plus, something fresh. Then add in your mushrooms. Something fun. Something more. Studio Plus. Studio You're listening to Selfie. Now, Yang Yong takes us to meet a group of volunteer teachers who have made a difference for their students. Yang Ruqing is a university undergraduate in Yunnan Province. She says, if it hadn't been for a volunteer teacher, she would not have been able to go to university. She explained to us what the outside world was like. You know, my junior middle school is in a remote area. It was only after she told us that I found out universities existed, and I realized I wanted to live on a university campus. I think it was Miss Young who encouraged me to continue studying from middle school to university. Miss Young is Yang Yue, head of the Beijing Tomorrow team. 
In 2012, Yang Yue graduated from the Southwestern University of Finance and Economics in the city of Chengdu. After graduating, she volunteered to teach at the middle school in Dajai Town, Yunshan County, Yunnan Province. For two years, Yang Yue taught history at the remote school, which is more than eight hours' drive from the provincial capital of Kunming. The seed of Yang's commitment to education was planted when she was herself a primary school student. Yang says she has lived alone since fourth grade, as her parents had to work far away from the schools. She says this background has played a part in driving her to become a teacher in an underdeveloped region. My teachers gave me a lot of help when I lived far away from my family, so I've been grateful since. I wanted to follow in their footsteps to help others. I thought that as a university graduate, I could broaden the horizons of students in the remote and underdeveloped areas. Also, I wanted to improve myself, so I joined the Teach for China program and became a volunteer teacher. But challenges lay ahead of the young graduate. In my first class as a teacher, one student jumped onto my desk. I was taken aback. That was intense. I had to look up to him because he was taller than me as he stood on the desk. So my challenge was huge. The young teacher found that many students had no interest in learning, and some of them were too naughty to discipline. But with patience and commitment to the students' education, Yang overcame the difficulties. I spent some time trying to let the students open their hearts to me. One way of dealing with them was to visit their families. I learned that many students wanted the teacher to communicate one-on-one and face-to-face with them. Then I found that all naughty students have hidden talents. A good teacher should dig out these invisible advantages and help them grow, even if they're still not good at studying. Through frequent family visits, Yang got to know what kind of families her students came from, and she was able to target her methods to arouse their interest in school life and study. Yang also brought new ways of teaching to her class. Her student Yang Ruqing has a fond memory of studying under her guidance. Her teaching methods were new to us. It was easy for us to memorize historical events under her guidance, and her classes were very interesting as she used the videos and photos to go with her explanation of the textbooks. Yang Ruqing is now studying at the Kunming-based Yunnan University of Chinese Medicine. The undergraduate aspires to be a gynecologist in the field of traditional Chinese medicine. For Yang Yue, her two years working as a volunteer teacher have driven her to seek a long-term career in the educational sector. After finishing her volunteer work, Yang worked at the Teach for China program for a short time before joining the Tomorrow Organization in 2017. She says her volunteer work in Yunnan Province was just part of the nationwide teaching assistance under the private-funded Teach for China program. 
Between 2016 and 2018, college graduate Tan Mengwei was the program's volunteer teacher at Anhua Central Primary School, Longnan City, Gansu Province, in northwest China. Tan taught maths for students in Grade Five and Grade Six. Like Yang Yue, what Tan first experienced was unexpected. Before I got there, I thought the students were thirsty for learning and knowledge, with their eyes wide open and looking up to the teacher. But it was quite different. It turned out that many students were addicted to playing video games on their cell phones. They had fights. They didn't like studying. Tan says that's because a lot of children are left behind to live with their grandparents while their parents work far away. It means they don't have much parental care or attention. Now, working in Beijing, Tan recalls that she and her fellow college-graduated teachers brought some changes to the local students. For example, one girl couldn't pass math exams when she first became a grade five student, but one semester later, she made progress, getting eighty to ninety points out of a total of one hundred. So we witnessed a change. It turned out she had been afraid of her previous maths teacher, so she didn't dare ask questions. When two other young volunteers and I came, we were willing to play and make friends with the children, so she felt at home in our classes. Xu Qian is another Teach for China program volunteer who worked in the same province during the same period as Tan. The school Miss Xu worked at is a three-hour drive from the nearest town along the treacherous mountain road. Xu's class had more than 80 students, which she says is really hard for any teacher who wants to take care of all of her students. With devotion, patience, and good teaching skills, Xu, who was teaching Chinese, says she finally overcame the difficulties. Now working in Beijing, she says she cherishes her teaching experience. It's very meaningful if you can manage your class well. An interesting class is good for the development of the students. In particular, a teacher of Chinese is involved more in the emotional development of the children. A native of the underdeveloped northwest Shanxi province, she calls for more college graduates in metropolises to join the Teach for China program, bringing knowledge and care to students in poor regions. More than a decade into this operation, the Teach for China program arranges for university graduates and other people to work as volunteer teachers at primary and middle schools in mostly underdeveloped regions. Statistics released on the program's official website show that more than 2,200 people have worked in the teaching assistance program on a two-year basis at schools across the country. More than 540,000 students have benefited from its teaching services. Now let's have another break. Then we'll take an overall look at how China is tackling its urban-rural educational gap. Stay tuned. 
ChinaPlus.CRI.CN is your home for everything you want to know about China. The latest news in China and everything China-related from around the world. Everything in focus, all in one place, bringing you vital information for your business and travel. Chinese culture, language learning, and more. ChinaPlus.CRI.CN. ChinaPlus.CRI.CN. Your portal into today's Middle Kingdom. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour brings you an hour of comprehensive news and information from both China, China, and the rest of the world. Rest of the world. A mix of news, sports, and entertainment. In-depth analysis of the day's big stories, as well as the most comprehensive business of the day. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour. Your very own window to China and the rest of the world. Studio Plus, a feast of news, culture, and views. All right, let's go. Tune in to meet some fascinating people, share their stories. China is one of the great creative countries. Old Beijing style, exclusively Chinese musicals. Studio Plus, something fresh. Then add in your mushrooms. Something fun. Something more. Studio Plus. Studio Plus. From epic tales of mystery and magic to accounts of battle and empire, from the verses of the ancient poets to the masterpieces of our times, CRI brings to life China's literary heritage. Join us for a light on literature. You're listening to Selfie. Now, Yang Yong tells us how the Chinese government is coping with the urban-rural educational gap. China has undergone fantastic overall economic and social development in the past several decades, but the development has been uneven and unbalanced between urban and rural regions, as well as among coastal regions and inland provinces. As part of the uneven development, students in rural and inland regions often have worse educational resources and quality compared with those in cities and coastal regions. To bridge the educational gaps, the Chinese government has stepped up its investment and support for disadvantaged groups and regions. Much of the government efforts focus on the issue of left-behind children. This issue has loomed large in recent years, as millions of children grow up in villages with little or incomplete parental care once their parents migrate to faraway cities for better jobs. What makes matters even worse is that many of these children have no choice but to look after siblings or elderly family members as their parents aren't around. The latest available government figures released by the Ministry of Civil Affairs show there were nearly seven million left-behind children across the country as of the end of August 2018. The ministry has said that between 2013 and 2018, the government secured guardianship for 780,000 of these previously unsupervised children. Meanwhile, local governments helped more than 18,000 dropouts go back to school. 
as well as helping these children. Efforts are being made to improve the quality of education in rural regions. The Ministry of Education has said it will give more support to rural teachers, raise their salaries, and encourage more graduates to work at rural schools. The ministry says the central government allocated 4.5 billion yuan, or 660 million U.S. dollars, for this kind of effort in 2018. The investment benefited 1.3 million rural teachers. More than 40% of the total number of rural teachers. In 2018, the Chinese government also recruited more than 85,000 college graduates in the program, sending graduates to teach for three years in rural areas. Overall, the Ministry of Education has said that total spending on China's education was more than 4.6 trillion yuan, or about 680 billion U.S. dollars, in 2018. That's an increase of 8.4 percent compared with 2017. Thanks, Yangyong. With that, we conclude this edition of Selfie. We really hope you enjoyed it. For more, you can log on to our website, ChinaPlus.CRI.CN. From our producer Yin Shuqi, this is Tony Reid. Bye for now.